We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the EB Podcast. I'm Christian Carlos, and with me today, statistician professional Photoshopper Christian Fernandez. What is up? I'm very excited to uh, kind of go through some of the stuff that we've been talking about today. So our first pod of 2022, we welcome and we had a hangover time yesterday for oh, yeah. the year. Happy the New Year, everybody. MHB, Happy New Year to everybody. Listen, we're ready for Heat basketball. It's back. Maybe, you know, last night was, uh, you know, we talked about it yesterday. Good, good job. Good effort. You know, hopefully, you know, the good news, Christian, is uh, the Heat are not too concerned about Jimmy's ankle, according to Five Reason Sports, our friends over there. So, you know, Ethan and Leif and Adam do a great job. And, you know, that that's a great sign that they're not concerned because you know originally eric reed scared everyone by saying um that it was a knee and it didn't look like a knee at first but if eric said it you know christian i believe him i mean the the first time that i saw the video i was a little bit concerned it could have been a knee because like even though like after i watched it a few times i could tell it was really his foot but the way his foot turned it caused his whole leg to kind of like like jerk and so like you you i was initially worried about the knee but it's good to see that it's not that it's just the foot and that it's not the achilles so to 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 properly quote uh five reasons the miami heat are not concerned that it's more than an ankle injury for jimmy butler multiple sources told five reasons sports uh severity to be determined but not believed to be the achilles i saw a lot of doctors on twitter are like this is not what an achilles injury looks like so mm-hmm. you know, uh heat burner in chat says jimmy will miss three weeks minimum i mean probably i mean christian we remember the Dion waiter six to eight weeks ankle injury i mean these things can be really bad so you know no and also we just can't take anything that the heat says with a grain of salt like they straight up cannot be trusted when it comes to describe properly describing like the long-term status of injured players because how, how many times do they do this where it's like they kind of you know put out in the media make it seem like it's not a big deal and then they just keep sitting out like what's wrong with <laughs> crap says <laughs> crap and chat says i was worried that it was terminal 
Um, I'm sorry, cracks me up too much, man. <laughs> like the Markeith thing too, man. Like what the fuck? So, you know, Markeith has been out for how long? It's been over a quarter of the season. It's been, we had 20 something games already with Markeith. Like some of that gets concerning. You know what I mean? So. Which again, and I like, especially now with how long he's been out, just imagine if those roles were reversed and Jokic has been out for a month and a half now. We know how that would look. We know. I mean, we don't have to relitigate that because we have, but we know. The injury report yesterday, Christian, Bam Adebayo, Victor Oladipo, Casey Ogpala, Marcus Garrett, Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vincent, Max Drews, Udonis Haslam, Markeith Morris, Dwayne Dedman, Jimmy Butler also left the game. With an ankle injury, that left a lot of Caleb Martin, who's on a two-way deal, a lot of Kyle Guy, a lot of, uh, you know what I mean? A lot of Yurt 7, which we are going to talk a lot about today. Mm-hmm. Um, some, somebody chats, says Markeith injured. I thought he was suspended for violently hip-checking Jokic in the elbow. Yeah, this is actually a secret <laughs> suspension by the league. This is like the Michael Jordan suspension for gambling. It's, it's, it's just like that. Um. So a lot of two-way and G League guys on the floor, Christian, and the fact that they were able to compete with the Warriors uh, is truly a testament to uh, how good Kyle Lowry is and how good of a coach Eric Spolster is. So we don't have to talk more about that. We did a hangover time, so check out the post game from last night. But Chris and I want to talk about some statistical trends going on with the Heat this season. You know, we're we're, we're a, we have a big enough sample with this team to kind of to know some things, to know some things. So Chris, let's start with Yurt because we talked a little bit about him. Uh, we're going to get into coming some of the stars later. Yurt, as Alpha said, is clearly the third best center on the team. He is, I think it's kind of clear in Eric Spolstra's system, if you have a big that can fill the lanes, you're, you're going to get lobs and buckets. He is one of the worst finishers in the league, which is pretty incredible considering how fucking big he is. He is shooting 59% at the rim, which is in the... 41st percentile. That is horrible. He's getting nothing but rim runs, lobs, and putbacks. That's a little concerning to me. Uh, Yeah, no. I mean, those are definitely all things to be, like, I guess concerned about. But it's like, it's hard to, like, yes, obviously, he's got a lot of areas. I mean, he still looks a little bit lost defensively at times. Which makes like the fact that the Heat have a 104 defensive rating in his minutes even more surprising. I mean, he's a big dude. He's got really great length, and he—that's a very simple thing to use if you know how to use it properly. And he has been, you know, he's been, you know, a huge on the boards, especially with the loss of Deadman, who has been a huge impact, especially on the offensive glass. He's really picked up the slack. But obviously, he does have a long way to go. But it's really a great sign to see that he's contributing to winning basketball very early on in a spot where the Heat are basically desperate and need him to just pick up the slack for a combination of injured and, you know, sick players. As a role man this season, he is 0.90 points per possession. That is a 17th percentile. That's really bad. 
It, it is. I mean, they're not running any. They're not running set plays with him. They're they're not using him in the pick and roll that much, from what I can see. At least not to the point where they're actually getting field goal attempts off of it. Um, but in the other areas, and just you know, being around the glass and being a big, you know, his. Uh, I, I'm actually going to look up his rim protection numbers. I don't think they've been anything out of this world. But like I said, he knows how to use his body and his length to at least cause you know, issues around the basket. Um, I'm Chris, actually I have an incredible stat. Do Let's you go. Omer, Omer Yurtseven is second on the team in role man possessions. I mean, I think that probably speaks more to how little the Heat are going to the role man and leaning on, you know, kicking it out and looking for open spot ups, I would you imagine. Know what else is crazy? Yurtseven has played 29 games. Mechanic has played 33. And Bam has played 18. Damn, this season has been in a freaking eternity already. Bro. That, is, that is crazy. It feels like forever. It feels like forever ago that Bam played. Markeith has played 10 games. Your seven has played 11 more games than Bam. Fezbutter and Chets this season sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy. And, and like, you know, kind of while we're on the topic of, of their pick and roll numbers, they've done a lot more of it this season. I think since the injuries, they've really upped the dribble handoff possessions, which is why I was talking to uh, to Krishna, who's been on the show, and he he runs uh, B-Ball Index, which you should check out because their stuff is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of talking about, he was like, man, they, the Heat still like do a ton of handoffs, huh? And I'm like, well, those numbers are kind of fucked up because when everybody went down, Spo went back back to the bag. They were they were kind of getting more into the pick and roll stuff with Lowry and Bam and all those and Deadman and, and and all that stuff and and then everybody started to get hurt and they didn't have anybody who could dribble anymore so they went back to their bag. Jimmy is their best role man in the ninety six percentile, one point five three points per possession as a roller. I tweeted a, a video the other day uh, and and uh, S S of um, shout out to S uh does works at the score. It's kind of talking about how. You know, the Heat do like Spain pick and roll with like two guards or with Jimmy and another guard oh, and Jimmy and two guards. And the Heat just run all sorts of variations of pick and roll with Jimmy as a roller with Kyle or with Tyler. And that has just been such a such a weapon for them. Jimmy's just so he he puts teams in a fire drill when he's rolling mm-hmm. to the basket in space. And it's just it's the oh, way you got to use him. You're in a no win scenario. Because obviously he's he's going to try to go to the basket. You try to take away the basket. He's going to work around your defense and kick it out to somebody who's going to be open. No matter what, the Heat are going to end up with a high-quality attempt in that scenario if they can successfully get Jimmy the ball in those short-roll situations. So, yeah, it's a devastating option. Uh, Cartuliana says, what's the stat for Caleb? Do you mean as a role man? Uh, because he doesn't qualify um, yet. So I believe it's I believe it's minimum ten possessions. Uh, so he has not Caleb Martin has not had ten possessions as a as a pick and roll man. Um, so if that's what you meant, then then yeah. Chat's asking to explain a pistol action. I don't know if they're being like serious or they're just making fun of me. Um, yes, uh, it's just Sean. Sean is asking. It could it could be making fun of me. <laughs> Uh, I mean, pistols just like really early, quick offense, right? Early in the shot clock. So typically somebody brings the ball up on the left side and they'll have a screener. They'll have like three men in that wing. So like, you know, somebody will come up, they'll get a screen to either go left or right. And then they'll have a shooter 
to, to screen as well. So it's, it's almost like a horns, but not really. It's just really quick early offense with kind of like two screeners and the ball on one side uh, in space. If, if that helps, if, if, uh, if you guys want more questions, but back to your seven, you know, he's given them great minutes, Chris, they don't have another big on the team, you know, that, which I mean, they have Chris Silva, who's been, I think it's fair to say an unmitigated disaster. I mean, yeah. Uh, They're minus 18 net rating in the 37 minutes that he's played. They give up 130, almost 131 points per 100 possessions. That is absolutely wild. And it's part of the reason why they did not keep Chris Silva the first time. The thing that, that, I mean, that I feel like we really have to ask ourselves at this point is, shouldn't those minutes be going to UD? I mean, for because protocol, I think they would be. I mean, right, exactly. Like, Jesus. I mean, that's true. I actually forgot that Udonis is in protocol. I also just assume that he's impervious to all illnesses and diseases. Oh, I mean, I'm sure that Omicron is, is now scared of him. Oh, I mean, I feel like the pandemic is about to be over because once Udonis gets past it, it, it should just like, it's done, right? Uh, uh, somebody in chat asked, did Heat fans forget how bad Chris Silva was? As a matter of fact, yes, we did. I didn't remember. It feels like he got worse. There it is. There it is. It feels like he got worse. I don't know how that's possible, but I feel like he just got way worse. I mean, in fairness, like, where was he playing? Was he where in the G League? Uh, when they, or was he just straight up just like, I don't know, was it like a Deadman situation? Because, yeah, it takes a little bit to get back into game, you know, shape and awareness like and he was it was already you know not too hot when he was there for a full season so christian i asked you earlier in the day i go who are the best on off guys for the heat this season you gave me a list of four names i also love that you did not understand what i wrote for the first person is that a thing that he twitter knows ask let's ask chat i think it's a general twitter thing okay well what 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 are well, the four ask, names ask it do you guys oh say the list with with with, with the okay. name? So first name is uh, leader in net rating, mind you, in twenty four minutes is uh, Sauce Castillo, which was pretty surprising to me. Okay, who's second? Uh, second is UD baby. He's the Heater plus twelve point nine net this season in the fifty two minutes that he's played, an eighty nine point eight defensive rating. Culture God. All right, number three, Markeith. In his 187 minutes before he got truck sticked in the back by the fucking, you know, uh, I guess current MVP. Uh, Heater plus 9.5 net in his 187 minutes. And then, of course, fourth, because the God, Dwayne Dedman, the mechanic. Mechanic. Fan of the show. Award winner of the show. So three, so three centers. So three centers slash power forwards. By the way, I put it. I put a poll we, on. We're Twitch. calling. We're calling Keith a, a center at this point. A center. I mean, I, I know they sometimes use him as a center. He he, he plays both. Uh, I put in. I put a, a a poll in Twitch chat. Do you know who Sauce Castillo is? And uh, so far, the only answer. Oh, speaking of centers, do you know who's fifth? 
York seven, baby. Really? York seven is plus six point seven net. That I think has to do with this really soft part of the schedule that he's gone to play because well, I mean, I guess not because in the Warriors game, I mean, they look like they needed him. I mean, you know what yeah. I mean? Like when he wasn't in the game, I mean, that may have more to do with the fact that the alternative was Chris Silva or PJ at center, which I think kind of going super small against the Warriors didn't look really good. And I think that was something that I thought was a little bit interesting. Um, they went really small against the Warriors. They went PJ at center and it did not look good. Now, granted, they didn't have all their guys. And I'm sure that looks different when Duncan and Tyler are running around out there with them. But they look better with a, just a big, like your seven filling the lane is not good as he was. I mean, they just looked a lot better with him in the game. He had 17 rebounds in 33 minutes. That's the fucking insane. The Warriors are one of the worst rebounding teams in the league, funny enough. I mean, I believe it. Like, they, they play a very small lineup, a very defensive-minded lineup, but, like, you're still going to get beat up on the boards if you got somebody like Yurt Seven out there just hanging around the rim. Like, so, you know, obviously, when they get Mechanic and Bam back, it's going to be, t- and, and Keep, it's going to be tough. That I don't think Yurt's going to get a lot of playing time. Alf makes a point. You just need him to be ready for next year when Deadman gets paid and eventually leaves, uh, which is fair. You know, Deadman's been an incredibly productive center. Or there. they could go back to playing Bam at the four. Then you'd need to uh, you'd need to find someone to shoot and play five. Which I mean, Christian, are you with that? Because like just, I still just let your shoot. I just believe that they're better when he plays the five and they have a, a shooting switchy wing at the four, a la Jay Crowder, a la PJ Tucker. And that's when they've looked their best, right? It's like this but, season. But you see what the problem Gianni is, especially defensively. And we've talked about it a bunch of times because we've seen it rear its head when teams try to exploit it is that, yeah, Bam loves to go switch out onto ball handlers and make their lives uncomfortable. But then that means that there's nobody around the rim to clean up. And it's like, that's why the idea of playing Bam Yurt 7, for example, especially if you can get Yurt to just take a bunch of threes and hit a, hit them at a decent clip, like on defense, Bam get can go out and switch and attack ball handlers. And you still have Yurt 7 back there to clean up the boards and really just shore that up. Like, I think that, and just through the years, how many times did I harp about the Bam Kelly Olenek lineups? Like, and how positive they were for the Heat through the years. Like, I get that, you know, the league inherently, for the most part, is playing a lot of smaller ball unless you have one of these great bigs in the league. But there's plenty of data that suggests that the Heat have been way more successful with Bam at the four. Playing with some kind of stretchy five. They've not been more successful than when Crowder played the four next to Bam at the five. That was Okay, but like that was still very much like lightning in a bottle. And then now we have it again with PJ. They've looked their best when PJ is next to Bam. They were killing every good team that they played. And before everybody got hurt, you know, they were you know, leading the league in net rating. They were no, I know. I, and I'm and I'm not saying that that's been bad or that like that, you know, they should switch off of that, but I'm saying we haven't even seen the alternative. And I there think, is I think we've seen it with Kelly and with Myers, and I think it's good. Like it right, I'm saying works. this I'm saying this season. With Yurt. I just don't I, I don't think Yurt's ready. No, just in year. general. Just in general. I mean, also because of the way the roster's built, that's not gonna happen. You just need a you just need a big. I mean, if you're gonna do that, you need a big who's good a good defensive big. And that's not gonna get picked on 
you know, because I think when you add the second big, you can put that guy in screening and all of a sudden you take Bam out of more defensive plays. And I don't think Bam's like a rim protector. And I think Siobhan has talked about it a lot, not in terms of that, but he's not like a, a big center, right? He's not like Embiid or Gobert that he's going to be this elite rim protector. His rotations will be good, but he doesn't have the size. So I think he's best served kind of how they use him on the perimeter. They've made really good defenses out of it. So it's interesting. Shout out to Ryan uh, for the prime sub. We'd love to appreciate yeah. that. I mean, honestly, I, I look at the Bucks, man. They're literally the reigning champions. Like they have Giannis who goes out and attacks defensively. And then they still have somebody like Brooke Lopez back there. Although I know he's hurt right now. But he's also like an elite defensive big. Like you need, you know what I mean? So you're talking about an elite defensive big tandem. So I, now I, I'm not saying that your seven's going to be an elite defensive big, but I am saying the heat are only surrendering 104 offensive rating when he's in the game, which is not too fucking shabby. I think that has more to do with the schedule than him. I don't okay, think he's fine, looked, but I'm going to hammer that point good? all fucking night. Do you think he's huh? looked good? Do you think he's looked good defensively? No, I don't. I literally said before he looks lost half the time, but yeah. I'm saying just the, his size and length and presence can be enough to be beneficial to Miami. That's what I am saying. Something I thought was interesting when they were healthy and whole and playing with with PJ at the four and Bam at the five, their rebounding was incredible, partly because PJ is an exceptional rebounder for his size. Lowry is a really good rebounder. Jimmy's a really good rebounder. And while Duncan's not even trying uh, at points, they have four-plus rebounders that are pretty elite at their size and position. Wait, wait, wait. Are, no, Duncan's not trying at rebounding or just in general? Rebounding, at rebounding, at rebounding. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought you were just sneaking a shot. I don't blame him reason. though. Like I don't <laughs> want him getting in there and picking up like an over the back foul. Like he has enough foul trouble. It's like, okay, dude, just, just go leak out or something. Like it's okay. Like let, let, let the big guys handle it. Let the strong guys handle it. I uh, mean, yeah, what he averages three and a half rebounds a game. More than like, I thought. Yeah. yeah. More more rebounds than Hassan gets. Have you seen that Hassan's been good in uh in Utah? It's actually kind of funny. Embracing the backup role. Um <laughs> so one of the other things I wanted to talk about, Chris, and one of the other trends, um yeah, and 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 uh Siobhan says in chat, yeah, gee, the guards were committed to rebounding then. I mean, they were also like healthy, right? Like now it's different. And and I think that when, you know, when when guys started to get hurt, you know, they had to they changed the way they play defense, which compromised their rebounding a, a bit, right? And I, I don't think they were going to be the best rebounding team in the league, but I've, I've always been saying, like, as long as you're not, as long as you're average to, like, you know, like around 13 to 15, I think that that's good enough. You know, if and I think that what you gain in other ways, you know, from being a little smaller, I, I'm, I like that. But, you know, they were really good early in the year. Um, and I think that, you know, that that's... And their bench units are incredible rebounding as well. Like, you know, Markeith. And that was the other thing, like Markeith really helped them on the boards with his toughness and stuff. And I was super wrong about him. And when he went down, you know, that really hurt them as well because, you know, now their, their bench units got a little smaller as well. So they weren't like holding it down as much and they don't have, you know, they always had a really tough rebounder in the game before. Now it's like at the big position. So you don't have that as much anymore. um, Right. With Keith out. No, I was going to say, um, just, you know, they're, they were playing those Tucker uh, Bam lineups a lot. And if you got Bam out on the perimeter, those guys know that they got to crash the boards and it's got to be a team effort. That mentality is very different when you got your seven out there. Yeah, and, and it, absolutely. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So one of the other things, one of, so there's a couple. Now I want to preface this, Chris, with, and we were talking about this with Alf. I'm, I think this team can win a title. I think that at their best, they can beat any team in the league. And I think you saw them play the Warriors down a bunch of men. The Warriors were as healthy as they've been all year. No Wiseman and no Clay were the only two injures, injuries and, and no Iguodala, um, you know, and compared to the, and they, on the road, played as close a game as you could have hoped given the circumstances um, and, and after Jimmy got hurt. And if Jimmy plays, they probably win that game on the road in Golden State, which is just a remarkable thing. They've basically gone into every good team's building and won, which is, pretty, again, pretty fucking remarkable. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that I'm concerned or anything. I'm just saying that there's some trends, Christian, that concern me a little bit. One of which is the Heat star players, they don't seem to play great together in terms of their lineup data, right? And I think the lineup data this season is a little wonky, but Kyle is better. You know, they're just better. Like, Jimmy's better without Bam and Kyle and Hero. Jimmy's plus almost 19 per 100 possessions. That's a little crazy. Right. And when they're all together, the four of them, they're minus 14 per 100 possession. Right. Bam, without them. You know, so those are kind of some things I'm concerned about. I don't know how you feel. Uh, Yeah. I sent you a link. Um, I don't know if you want to throw this up so that people can try to digest this a little more. Um, The share screen. Yeah. So the one that I sent you includes Bam, but I can also send you one that's just Tyler, Kyle, and Jimmy. Which that one is especially interesting just because obviously the team's been without BAM for a while this season. Um, But yeah, so obviously like you want to lean towards focusing on the lineups that have the most minutes played because obviously that's going to filter out the most amount of noise. Um, And it is interesting that, I mean, look at that. Just looking at the fact that 
282 minutes the Heat have played. Okay, Johnny, you, you oh, okay, okay. I was going to say you zoomed way too much. Oh, yeah. um, I want the audience to be able to see. <laughs> yeah, so well, I can't, they can't see the headers, so they're going to be confused with the numbers mean unless they know. Yeah, you, you should probably just zoom it out a little bit. That second line that shows Tyler and Tyler and Kyle without Jimmy and Bam really is the story of the season because I don't know if they envisioned playing Tyler and Kyle together that often because, like, you know, the season started, everybody was healthy. They had Tyler essentially six man off the bench, essentially running the offense, like as almost as a point guard. Um, you know, in, in fantasy, they let me use Tyler as a point guard because that's essentially how they've kind of been using him this season. Um, and so it's interesting that like they've had to use that so much, but obviously that that team right there is much more average, you know, and, and a lot of it obviously they're giving it back on on defense, you know, 110 points you know, uh, per possession is not great. It's not what the Heat strive for. And, you know, lineups where they've had their better defenders with Bam, with Jimmy, you know, have clearly been a lot better than that. Um, but I, I the story is that's played the second most. The, the first most minutes is Kyle without any of them. And then the second most minutes is Kyle with Tyler and no Jimmy Bam. And I think that's, more, I think as much as part of the story as anything, that those heavy minute lineups are just, that's not what, Kyle signed up to play for. Right. Yeah. I mean, but that's a consequence of this season. There's it's a lot of some of this stuff, like obviously there's been injuries, you know, which is, you know, something that you hope doesn't happen, but then like all this COVID going around is, is just thrown everything, you know, to hell. Um, Johnny, do you want to go to the, uh, the, that last link I sent you, which actually is yeah. showing these same lineups, but without Bam, because obviously it's a lot more relevant to their present situation, at least until he returns. Um, and in here is where uh, you were kind of pointing out that the Heat seemed to be doing better when these guys were by themselves without the others. And obviously the thing that is very similar about, you know, Tyler, Kyle and Jimmy is that they all excel with the ball in their hands. So there's always that kind of concern of, you know, are they having trouble meshing? Um, and then you you go down here and you see that all of these variations, you know, they're playing winning basketball, except for one, the variation where they're all on the court together in 152 minutes, they're minus 5.4 net or minus 5.2 net. And the thing that's most curious about it is that it doesn't even seem to be an offensive issue. An 118 defensive rating, that's awful. The Heat always strive to be around 103, 107. Like, that's that's the range. And, you know, they're giving up 10 to 12 more points per 100 possessions in those minutes. Like, that's a, that's a big issue. And so you got to wonder, you know, Kyle, not a spring chicken. Tyler continues to be a defensive liability and somebody that teams exploit. And clearly, you know, the Heat have to figure out a way to have those guys on the court and not get burned defensively. One of the things I find really interesting, Christian, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull these stuff right now. So if you if you do Jimmy, Kyle, Bam, Duncan, and PJ Tucker, which is their their starting lineup, right? When those guys are on the court together, you're in 185 minutes, you're plus nine net rating, you're 107 offensive rating, which, by the way, I think that'll get a lot better now that Duncan and Kyle are shooting the ball better. 
and you have a 98 defensive rating, which is when this team got put together, the thing everybody said is, well, we have questions on offense, but those four guys, Jimmy, Bam, PJ, and Kyle, are going to be an absolute hell to face on defense. So that's what we have. This, this, this group, this starting five is plus a lot. Their defense is elite. Duncan is not an issue in these lineups that has played significant minutes, and the offense can only go up. Now, if we replace Duncan Robinson with Tyler Hero in those lineups, those five together, they're minus. There's a lot. I, of I think I think you might have passed it. Did I pass it? I don't think I passed it. That's all of them together. There's no, a part yeah. that you're scrolling quickly through. Hold on. No, yeah, because I'm. I mean, I'm. I think I think it's one of yeah. Here we go. There it is. All right of there. them together, they're minus almost eighteen per hundred possessions. A one hundred five offensive rating and a one twenty three defensive rating. Mind you, that it's that's a very small sample. That it's, is seventeen. It, minutes. It's hard to put too much yeah. of stock into that, obviously. But it but seeing again, you know, that kind of continues the general trend we're seeing with you know with Kyle and Tyler is that you're seeing a lot of lineups that are giving up a lot of points and they just can't have that because their offense is good, but it's not that good. It's also a little concerning that this is supposed to be their best lineup, right? Jimmy, Kyle, Bam, PJ, Tyler. And it's only played 17 minutes. Now, part of that is injury, but, you know, we don't know what that's supposed to look like. We don't have enough, you know what I mean? We Mm -hmm. don't have enough sample to know if that's good or not right like it doesn't look good the duncan clearly works i think duncan's a much better defender than than tyler but i don't think it's you know from 98 to 123 right like that's just too much of a jump so i think some of this stuff's a little concerning i think bam not being so elite in a lot of statistical categories part of that is you know, new role in the offense. Some of that's weird. The finishing's weird. The shooting has taken a dip. A lot of stuff with Bam has just taken a dip. He hasn't looked totally healthy. Some of the lineup data is wonky. But I think that you, there's some stuff in these in these trends, Christian, that bode well for them. You know, and there's also the anecdotal stuff, right? You know, they're going on the road and they're winning all these games. They've, they've really beaten the brakes off the teams. Those two Utah kind of meltdowns were a little wonky. They Two blowout wins against Utah is really fucking incredible, right? You know, they had the win on the road at Golden State. You know, you were in Los Angeles against the Clippers, and, you know, you really almost won that game on the road, right? So there's a lot of anecdotal evidence, and you're just like, man, this team's really fucking good. They just get really unlucky a lot of the time with bad breaks and injuries and and weird timings and all that. But there's also some data that you're just like, that's interesting. That that, That doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. And I, I I was just looking at the standings. I love I, I love Twitter. I, I love the way that people are. Um just because how is how do you how do you have the capability, like the capacity to melt down every time something happens that you don't like? The Heat are seven and three in their last ten games. And you know the fucking context of these fucking games. Like, look at these dudes that they're playing. Like, I literally put out that, like, the, the most used lineup of guys that are going to be available for tomorrow's game against the Blazers, because they already said Jimmy's going to be out tomorrow, is, like, 
freaking Struess and Vincent and Garrett and you're seven with PJ Tucker. What the fuck? Like, like you're making like proclamations from these stupid ass games. Like, just fucking enjoy it. Like, hope Caleb Martin gets a couple cool dunks. Bro, we haven't even talked about Caleb Martin. He had an amazing game last night. They were using him to just hunt Steph Curry around. Steph Curry, who did not have a good game. And he himself had, like, 18 points with three of five from behind the arc. Like, Caleb Martin shooting this has been from three. That's like, a huge win. Dude, and, like, uh, the great thing about what's happened this season is that look at all these discoveries the Heat have made. Like, all these conversations we're having about how good the Heat can be and how good, like, can they really make a run at a title? You're talking about the starting lineup and how good they are. Like, that's so true. We're not even considering what they can do if they throw in a Caleb Martin, if they throw in a Max Struess. Like, they have options depending on the situation in the game. They have a deep, well-rounded roster. And personally, I already placed my bet. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's the bet? Oh, the heater winning a title. Let's go. I mean, let's go. <laughs> there is no team, and this may sound ridiculous and homery. I wouldn't pick the Heat to win the title. I wouldn't pick the Heat against the Bucks. It depends on how the Nets look and who's playing and what's going on over there. I don't, those two teams don't scare me. The Bulls don't scare me either. The Bulls have won eight straight. You know, uh, they have a trash bag that's playing pretty good basketball right now. Who did not win player of the month? That was pretty funny. And, you know, they're, they're, they're playing well, but he went into that building and they won. And those guys came into here, you know, albeit without DeRozan. And the Heat, you know, beat the brakes off of them at home. The Heat, by the way, have the best home record uh, in the East, as, uh, as uh, Heat Burner points out in chat. You know, the Heat haven't been healthy. Oladipo hasn't played a game yet. Who he is, I think, and I, I think sometimes the Heat, Heat fans like fantasize about what Oladipo is going to give them. And I think most people in the media think it's a little ridiculous. Um, but if that guy. Oh yeah. Oladipo. If that, that guy is like 60 to 70% of who he was. And if he's, I mean, Christian, basically if he's, if he's close to what he was last season on defense, I honestly love it. Like that's scary. COVID theoretically, I personally don't believe it will be, especially like towards the end of the season, but COVID couldn't be a serious issue throughout the entire season. So depth inherently is going to be important. Like, yeah, part of me definitely thinks they should consider maybe packaging some of these guys for a better player. If the, if it's there and if it makes sense, the thing is consolidation. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, is that like so many minimum minimum so many minimum contracts, like it's going to be really hard to make anything to work for somebody at that point. And, and it's like, I mean, I, I, they should just leave the team as it is and just see where it goes and for hope sure. that they stay healthy. But if they don't, they have the depth to cover for it and still be competitive in the playoffs. Christian, I had Dan Healy from Miami Heat UK. Shout out, shout out to them. 
we, we he was on last week and we talked about who the fuck's even available, right? Because the the teams that are in the play-in hunt are typically not selling, right? They're bad teams that want to make a playoff, right? So they're not they're not selling. You know, you have teams like the Magic, right? Okay. So you look at the Magic, like who who's on the Magic's available that's is Gary Harris changing your life? Right? Is is Terrence Ross like super changing your life considering what you'd have to give up to get him? You know what I mean? So it's like you start going down the list of teams. Like, is San Antonio going to sell? You know, is there? I mean, I don't really think that he can get any of those guys. Is Thad Young really making a a big difference for you? You think? You know what I mean? You think Dame's going to finally ask out? And if he does, who there is really changing your life? Is Robert Covington changing your life? Mm, I mean, he might be nice, but like. Not a shooter, not shooting the ball. Yeah, well, I was like, thirty-three percent from three. Right? You know what I mean? It's not, it's not finishing. I, mean, whatever. At the rim I, I, I don't want to do a trade show, but just the general. Well, yeah, it's just like yeah. it was more a point that there's not like a lot of things available for you to even consolidate. Yeah. Some chat says Denzel Washington. <laughs> Denzel. Nate Duncan said he doesn't expect Oladipo to be a difference maker to the Heat because of the emergence of Struess and Gabe. Yeah, Oladipo. Uh, Heat burner said that in chat. Oladipo just brings them a gear defensively and he gives them a zip to the rim that they frankly just don't have in anyone. And I'm not saying that he has to look bouncy, but they just literally don't have anyone who's remotely as athletic as he is other than Caleb. But even then I can already see everyone getting so pissed. Like, okay, this scenario is actually great. If Spo determines from practices and from what he sees that Struess and Vincent are better to help the team than Oladipo, and let's say they lose a couple games, what the hell do you think is going to happen, Gianni? <laughs> we were already doing that with Duncan. Oh, 100%. 100%. No, people we were, were doing, doing that with KZ in your seven. Like, it's nuts. I think people fell in love with a lot of guys during this run, uh, and they should. Gutty, gutty wins, like super culture wins, right? It's like this is like the last two weeks are like maximum culture. It's Kyle Lowry and a bunch of fucking G Leaguers and undrafted dudes and two way contracts, right? And they're just culture and Spo doing fucking Spo shit. By the way, shout out to Spo, <laughs> Spo to the month. Culture and Spo doing Spo shit. That's it was just shirt. like fucking. It was a. It was he culture's wet dream. So I get you falling in love with these fucking gritty dudes. But when push comes to shove, Oladipo's high end is better than these dudes' high end. You know, in certain situations. And if you're facing the Nets... He's still the same guy? Yeah. I love Max Roos too, man. I come around on the guy. I think at the end end of a game, you want Oladipo being able to defend and switch onto Kyrie and Harden and... You know, all that stuff. And I don't think he wants Struess there if if Oladipo can give you something. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't people might have forgotten, but like Oladipo at his peak went toe-to-toe with LeBron and dragged the corpse of the Indiana Pacers to seven games against the team that eventually went to the finals. Like Oladipo can have an incredible ceiling if he's truly healthy and if, you know, he doesn't have to worry about you know, going for a massive dunk that's an awesome highlight reel and then being gone for the rest of the season because of it. I'm not saying that he has to be any sort of offensive hub because I think that's just done. 
I just I just think that that part of Victor Oladipo is over. He's only no, 29, but like he's only twenty nine years old. An incredible like safety valve in the offense. Just somebody that you know you don't you run. Yeah, and it's like if if the play doesn't go well, you kick it out to him, and he makes something happen. Whether it's you know go, getting himself a, a high percentage jumper, or just trying to take it to the rim, like. Been a pretty good mid-range shooter throughout his career, you know, pretty pretty mm-hmm. decent, hovering around forty to high forties, right? So, you know, and 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 a guy who's you know quick, athletic, you know, and, and we don't know what he's going to look like after the injury. Um, Siobhan, you disagree with what 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 part of uh oh, about that? I'd rather have Oladipo if he can give you something on defense and Max against the Nets. I just again, it's matchup specific, but you know, I'm sure that. And we've talked a lot about kind of how short their playoff rotation is going to get, you know, and again, that depends on a lot about health, but Bo typically goes nine deep, right? And and we'll see. Sometimes he'll get whacked, but it's going to be tough because a lot of guys deserve minutes. A lot of guys have earned it. A lot of guys have played really well. Yeah. I mean, if wait, there was no, ever a Siobhan, year that I he might go wacky. Cannot, hold on, wait a second. Siobhan, I said Victor cannot be a hub anymore. That I think that those days are gone. I want to be clear. Like, I don't, I don't think that Victor can, can be that guy who's going to run an offense for you anymore. That, that was kind of my point. Not, I mean, not, I, I, th- I think in general, it's better to operate with, you know, don't have any expectations and you be disappointed. Yeah. It's like, he, he definitely did have the capability at one point. It's, we're going to have to see if he still does. So, you know, a lot of interesting stuff, you know, a lot of interesting trends for Miami. Um, you know, Jimmy, hopefully he can get well soon. You know, obviously he is their best player. Uh, Christian and I were talking, you know, via EPM, which is dunks and threes stats. That's my second camera function of the day. That's, that's a high rate for you. You're, you're up in your usage in that. I like it. Jimmy's ninth in EPM. You don't like it. Jimmy's ninth in EPM. Jimmy was third before he got hurt behind you. I, I was looking at it, man. Jimmy is still like, I, he's obviously missed a bunch of games at this point. He's not going to be in consideration for MVP because of it, unless he can stay healthy the rest of the season once he comes back. But all the advanced metrics still say that Jimmy's one of the top players in the league when he plays. Like Jimmy he has a 60% true shooting percentage and he's shooting 25% from three. That is fucking remarkable. That says it he's all right there. a 90% free throw shooter this year. The 87. I mean, he's, a, he, yeah, he's always been, a, but always what, like 80, mid 80s, right? Yeah, like, always high, high 80s, 85, high 85 80s, 83, 86, 87. So, and he's improved every year pretty much. I mean, he was, uh, he was 77, went to 80s and kind of went from 83 and, and has gone up pre- pretty much his mm-hmm. whole career. Um, he's just fucking incredible. I mean, he played bad a first quarter yesterday and, you know, in that second quarter, they were, he was finding the soft spots of the warrior defense, which he is the only guy that can hunt smaller dudes on this team. And I think he's shown you in that finals run when they're at their best, he is putting small dudes in a torture chamber. He will find the weak spots of your defense. He will hunt them. He will get to the foul line. He will bulldoze. He will overpower and he is hitting his jump shot this year. He looks really, really good as a mid-range shooter. And I, I don't, I still don't think I like how much he's like leaning on taking threes, but he's hitting a lot more of them than he usually does. So yeah, I'm just gonna shut the fuck up. He's he's shooting 25 percent from the season, um, but I think lately it's looked a little better. Uh, Post up, Gaga says Lillard's out tomorrow. Um, that's a break for them. You know, that is a big break. 
we were talking, Chris, that the fucking gauntlet of point guards that they were going to have to face. It was like De'Aaron Fox, Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, Chris Paul. Like it was, it was Trey Young. It was not a fun, yeah, road trip for them. Uh, yeah, Kyle's asked. gonna be icing those knees at the end of this road trip. I'm so man. The minute load on him has been insane. I I, I hope that. I mean, it's get... been, it's been out of necessity, but I agree with you. I hope it doesn't come back to bite them in the ass. G question: Do you guys see Yurt shooting threes this season at all? End of clock situations. I think history will tell you the Heat don't like young players who are unproven shooters to shoot like bigs to shoot threes. I think that mm-hmm. we've seen it with Bam. I think we've seen it with Yurt. I think we've just seen it in general, unless they're guys like Olenek and Redacted who have like a history of it, right? I think for young guys, they typically don't like to do that. I don't know, Chris. Who's, what do you who's, think? who's Redacted? Uh, but what's his face that got canceled for uh, being... Oh, Myers Leonard. Yeah. Funny. Um, sorry, what were we talking about? That just they don't like young players shooting a lot of threes. Oh, and yeah, the other thing that I was going to say is um, outside of that, how often have they ever made such a like giant strategy change with how they use a player, especially to that degree? No, but like mid-season. Yeah, and post-up. Like Bosch, they they started doing it after they lost in the finals to the Mavericks. Like... But I've never, I don't know if they've done like such a dramatic shift like that. So like, I would say for this season, probably not, but I would hope that like he seems to have a decent touch. I don't see why he can't hit a decent clip from three. So Yurt's not shooting well from mid range either. Shooting 37%. Again, it's young player stuff, NBA speed. I think he can do it. I think we saw in summer league that he, you know, he, he has the range. It's just. Does that translate to NBA range? And I think Gabe I mean, is actually a great example of that because when he came in the league, he was a shooter in the G League and he was a shooter in every other aspect. And it took him two seasons to become an NBA shooter. And now he's a good shooter, 37%. Good shooter on good volume, makes tough shots, you know, good spot up guy. Um, but that took a little time. That did not, you know, and he was a good shooter every walk of life up until that point. Yeah, post up. Uh, 77 ga 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 uh it says year seven was real comfortable in the summer league shooting threes as if that's his basic skill set i mean that's what i saw too and it's like yeah i always tell myself not to like get too ahead of myself by whatever you see in summer league but summer league really is the best chance for these guys to really show what they can do really truce. we saw i like when i watched bam in summer league i literally there's still a tweet out there somewhere if you want to look it up that i said bam is the next lebron james because he showed flashes of all those different kinds of skill sets. And obviously he's not LeBron James, but in the, in the sense of filling out the box score, which we saw, you know, the season that he ended up with like 26 and five or tour like 2010 and five or whatever it was. Um, you know, he's got that kind of capability if, you know, the trust is put in his hands and obviously he's grown his game. He was still very raw when he came into the league, but summer league does give you a good chance to kind of show what you have and you know who else did we see break out in summer league? Was it didn't Struce. didn't Struce, Struce, exactly? So it's like exactly yeah, 2017. So it's like summer league because the second that you get to the NBA, especially when you're playing under Spo and you're going to play in his system, he's going to put you in a role and you're going to play that role. There's no experimentation, especially not if you're young. So summer league is the only chance you got. So you got to pay attention then. I think, and, and we we can kind of close on this, Chris. I think that. Spo for as free flowing as Spo is, 
I do think he can pigeonhole guys into roles, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Bayalitia is a good example of that. I think Belly clearly, you know, needed a little more freedom to improvise, which is funny because I think the Heat have a have a pretty, you know, read and improvise kind of system. But I think it's more, I don't know, it's kind of weird. I mean, they have certain guys have certain roles. I think Iguodala is another example of that where Miami had Iguodala either in the corner or in the dunker spot and really very little ball handling reps. And with the Warriors, Mm -hmm. he's so good at screening, at cutting, at ball handling, at giving goes. Same with Bayalitia, right? So I think at times, and and I think P.J. Tucker is the other example. They've really let him diversify his offensive kit, kind of show what he can do, kind of to put the ball on the floor, the P.J. push, shout out to Nikias, right? So they, they have examples, right, where guys look better, Mo Harkless, I think, is another example where he looked really good in Sacramento. I mean, Mo Harkless kind of has always kind of sucked. But, you know, he looked better when he left, and I think they pigeonholed him in a role that he wasn't totally comfortable with. Um, Ariza might be another guy that I don't think they totally used well, even though Ariza did get some... Ariza kind of flashed a little bit. So I think it's interesting. I think we'll see kind of how this plays out. Jesus, I thought that was a shotgun. What? (laughs) Because <laughs> the way that it's the arm of the mic, but it's like oh, you, you kind of grabbed it and it, it almost yeah. looked like a freaking giant barrel. It's my, uh, my, road, my road mic arm. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's kind of that's kind of where we are. I think Chris and I are both pretty. We feel pretty good about their title teams, about their title chances. Right. I like, I think, I, Anna, yeah, I'm, I'm all for these games have actually been great in the sense that give these guys a chance to show what they have so that you know what they can do. And I think that the Heat have probably already found a couple of guys that they're going to end up using and relying on in the playoffs that they probably did not expect to going into the season. And, you know, sometimes you get beautiful things out of sh- shitty situations. <laughs> Truly words of wisdom. Uh, guys, we're back all week. We had a little vacation over winter break. Uh, we we broke that vacation for Mario Chalmers news. He has not yet played yet. Um, if he doesn't play, we riot and we go to the FTX. Arena. Oh, Fire Spo is back. Oh, yeah, Firespo.com. Two games and he hasn't played. Like talking about uh, a quote in the media about how, oh, if Mario wants to be a coach, I'll help him. Bro, he's a player on your bench. Play him. Why sign him? You know. I, I, why you know, do that to us? Like, don't yeah. sign him. Then. Don't sign him. Don't get us excited like, for nothing. Why do that? I don't get it. Like, you're just pissing me off. Fuck like, him. Let's just have some fun. Like, you're the four seed still. Like, the half the league is broken. Like, nobody's gonna be caring about games in March, especially if like you're relatively locked to a playoff spot. And have like ten teams make the playoffs because this fucking play in. I'm with you. Okay, let what well, real quick. What's the heat? When do the heat come home again? So the heat, the fourteenth of January, the fourteenth of January. So it's talking like a true season ticket holder. Yep. <laughs> um, that's a, that's in ten days. So if Mario gets another ten day contract, he'll make it to that Hawks game. That's what I'm he, looking he at. Be, he better play then, and enough to like, you know, hit a couple threes, maybe a game winning shot. I'm not asking for a lot. I just want him to fucking play at home for the ovation. I don't care. I don't care if it's the biggest super spreader on earth. We got to get him in a home. They're all super spreaders, I guess. Oh, yeah, it's all bad. I mean, post-holiday, I mean, still can't get a fucking test. 
I looked at, I, I, I drove by Tropical Park, Christian, the other day. I, was, I had dropped my friend off at the airport at 3.30 in the morning. I was driving back on the Palmetto. That fucking line at 3.30 a.m. extended from Tropical Park all the way to the 8.36. I was like, where fuck, bro? I, I've been thinking to myself, who are these people that are choosing to wait in these crazy lines at Tropical Park? And if you're one of those people, tell me about your experience. What were you doing in the car? Were you just scrolling on Twitter and Instagram or are you reading a book? You know, are you sewing in the car? I don't know. I want to know what you're doing. Listen to Heat Beat. That's a great option. Catching up. Yeah. I, I, I mean, there was a time, Chris, where I need, I needed to get tested. Uh, cause you know, we had, we had contact with, with somebody that, that, that was positive and Gianni, I look at like, chat. What? Oh, well, I, that's actually really interesting. Yeah. I, well, I, I paid for a test. I was going to say that, you know, I went oh. at, at two in the morning to tropical park and I saw the line and I said, never mind. I'm just going to go pay for a test. And I did, I paid $90 for a, for a test same day. And Damn. I paid, uh, they have, they have, I think. A ABR uh, labs. They do two fifty for a same day rapid for a same day a PCR test and ninety for a same day for a one hour rapid test. Well, while we're no, sharing uh, local options to get tested, the Joseph Caleb Center on Fifty Fourth Street, um, just east of I ninety five, uh, is actually a great option. It's free. They offer you both the rapid and the PCR. I know. I think they might be phasing out the PCR, but they offer both. Uh, test come back pretty quickly. It's an open air parking lot, so it feels relatively safe. Like it's been a pretty so great option. Driving or, or walk up? Uh, so it's no, it's you drive into the parking garage and you park in the second floor of the parking garage and you just walk down to the first floor where they're actually doing the examination. So. Oh, that that that's good looking out. Yeah, I mean behind the heat at the FTX arena before Omicron's ravaging of our city. The cron. The cron that was a that was my favorite testing site. I would be in and out. I didn't even need an appointment. Sometimes you just fucking stroll up. There's nobody there. I got my results in 15 minutes. Sometimes it was great. I cannot uh, believe that we just spent the last like three minutes talking about how dystopian the last like two years have been. Oh, by the way, I, I still think that they're if you're in Dade County, they're handing out uh two two take home kits COVID tests at libraries. Uh, we, I got, I got mine at the, at a local Kendall library. So that's a Kendall baby. I like our mayor. She's good. She's doing good shit. So yeah. Okay. So that's our, that's our, that's our COVID section. Chris and I, I but you know, we are, we are totally in dystopia and I've said this on hangover time. But- I liked it better when people were collecting beanie babies, not fucking PC <laughs> at home tests. God fucking damn. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.